rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hey, how's it going? Why not? Let's do a show. I'm trying to do shows at different times to see, hey, we'll find some new listeners and viewers by fishing in a different part of the pond, so to speak. My name is Tara Devlin. We have a regularly scheduled time on Saturday evenings where we meet from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. If you are new to the show, go over to, uh, um, to iTunes and check out our reviews. We got some pretty good reviews from listeners. This is unapologetic liberal talk, if that's for you. I, I really think it should be for everybody, frankly. We're talking about having a country that works for all. See, we're on the right side of history. Liberals, progressives, normal people. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of democracy. We're on the right side of humanity. That's why Republicans have to pretend that they're, oh, that they're working for the best interest of the American people while they whittle away at every, every pillar of democracy, everything that actually makes this country great. Well, at least aspires to be great. In my opinion, we're not, we're not a great country. We're asp- it's an aspirational. We, we certainly have an interesting mission statement, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. We've yet to actualize the promises in our founding documents. And the closer we get to bringing um, the, those promises to fruition, the more right-wingers freak the F out because they really can't handle democracy. So I put it forward all the time. Republicans really, they really are, it's not Republicans, they, whatever you call them, conservatives by any other name. If they were only conservative, then we might not be in this boat. What are they conserving? The, the, the tension in Western civilization has always been between the rich running and owning everything and everybody else knowing their place in the uh, in western civilization the uh, we, we right now you can see how authoritarian dictatorships are once again grabbing a foothold or getting a gaining a foothold and democracy seems to be waning but this country was founded on the ideals of the liberal age of enlightenment where, yeah, there's nothing more progressive than that, than standing up to an entrenched intergenerational aristocracy that had ruled Western civilization for thousands of years. And because you're talking about an, an entrenched intergenerational aristocracy and, a, and, a, and the religious authorities that worked in concert to keep people in their place. 
Yes. Hello, Michael, in the chat. I see you there. Thank you for joining us. I know it's a, we're at a, it's a weird time. I usually never do the show in the afternoon. I will try to do as many shows as possible. This is why, um, you know, I'm trying to build up the show. We'll get more listeners, more patrons, more, um, uh, the, more, the, you know, the whole community and have the means to do a show every single day. Thank you, Deborah. Deborah's in the chat. If you guys, if you're watching any other place, but um, where else? Where are we streaming? On Periscope. We're on. We're streaming right now on on Facebook. So come on, come on here, come on in, um, come to YouTube and hang out with all our cool people like Steve. Steve is in the chat. So I had a little bit of time. And I said, let me do a goddamn show. Well, that doesn't have to be goddamn show. But let me do a show. Because you guys, you do all, you, it's really the listeners that help the show grow, of course. But also, I, my philosophy or whatever, the, the method to the madness. I know it sucks because you do, I don't have a set time during the week. And that's why I'm... I'm I'm asking people to become patrons. If we get enough patrons, we'll have a daily show at a set time. But in the meantime, we'll we have to play it by ear. And I thought, okay, I have a little bit of time right now. I'm gonna have the show is only gonna be like an hour today. I know it's sometimes they go on for like four hours, and that's good. That's because it's we're having a good time, and it really goes by in a blink of an eye. But, but tonight I'll, I have I gotta jump off around 6:40, something like that. So it's gonna be a quickie. Those are good too, and I hope hopefully we'll find more people. May and that's how it goes. So when well, I, I'll do shows at different times, people say, "Oh, I hadn't heard you before." So this is what we're hoping to broaden our listener base and see who else is out there who might be watching or listening at this time. So there you go. That's why I'm doing it. And there's so much going on. I'm going to try to do as many shows as possible. Like I said, so if you can become a patron, go to patreoncom slash Tara Devlin and, and join us, join the movement to have a, a, a real liberal media because that's what we need. Frankly, without a liberal media, we're done. And we don't, the, and the corporate media is not the liberal media. You guys know, I, I basically hate watch the corporate media. I watch MSNBC a lot until I can't stand it anymore. And I, and I watch it critically. And it doesn't surprise me every day that I watch it, why this country is the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all Western democracies because we're in constantly inundated by corporate propaganda, people telling us what it means to be an American. Oh, that's not American. That's one of the things I... Just watch out for this. You'll hear it all the time on the corporate media. Whenever a... So a, they, a, a progressive gets on there. A, a normal person appears on the corporate media for some f fluke. 
and truth, like um, just the basic truth that we ne- we can't have an aristocracy and a democracy at the same time. So begging billionaires to trickle on us or begging billionaires to fund our schools or whatever it might be. I mean, it's really nice for of Stephen Colbert to give money to his local, well, he gave money to an alma mater of his, his elementary school alma mater. Good for him. That's wonderful. But that's not the way this is supposed to go, this democratic republic. You see, it's supposed to go like this. We pay our taxes, and out of that money, the general fund, we fund civilization. So you don't have to find a rich benefactor. You don't don't have to go around begging a rich benefactor for a trickle. Well, that's ideally how it's supposed to go, but the way it does go is it goes uh, in a way that ensures that the rich remain rich and the working class slip lower and lower on the ladder. And it's also with a little bit of racism sprinkled in, not, well, more than a little, since we have an education system funded by property taxes, which is stupid. But But it's not stupid if you're a racist. That's by design. Having the... Um, having schools funded by property taxes is a racist policy put in place to keep certain people down, keep them in their place. Who are they to think that they should have the same resources as, you know, rich kids? That's a divisive, kiss-up, kick-down, deliberate policy to divide and conquer the American people. So, yeah, we have a lot of work to do, and part of that work is waking people up. This is why the liberal media is so important. It's not even, it's not just important. I mean, to say that is almost, it doesn't have enough weight behind to say, oh, it's important. It's not, it's like air. You know, air is important, And you don't realize it until you don't have it anymore. And then your body dies. Sort of like the body politic. Well, it will be. I mean, what will happen is that we will have a knee. And which is what we have. This neo-feudal corporate state. With a corporation's own government. And the rest of us are out here fighting over the scraps. Anybody else sick of that? I know I am, but we got to wake people up. This is why I do the show, and this is why you guys support the show. That's uh, not everybody. See, people say to me all the time, you should become, you should run for office, they say. Um, all right, maybe, who knows? Maybe when I'm an old lady, I'll run. Who knows? Probably not, but... That's everybody has their place, you know, in a sense. Everybody can play their part. Some people will run for office, like AOC, and other people, like me, if I have an ability to sit here and talk and do a show, that's 
That's important, too, because without the liberal media or a media educating the public about, you know, what we're doing, reclaiming the mantle of patriotism, uh, we w- all the AOCs in the world won't be able to advance a progressive agenda. That is the truth. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what uh, you guys saw that the uh, you know <laughs> Twitler another another one of Twitler's inner circle is arrested. Steve Bannon. What what's with these fascists? They really are gross. I mean, Steve Bannon looks like his soul is. He, it's like he must have a portrait. Maybe he has a portrait of himself where he looks like halfway decent in a, in an addict and it, he just has got the, re- I don't know. He's, it's in the reverse. It's all the ugliness is uh, being presented while, I, I mean, not, I'm not trying to be mean. Clearly he's a sick man. He looks, he's not well. So I mean I don't know if it's alcoholism or just that fat white boy disease of gluttony or I don't know what it is but he just he just doesn't look like a well person he reminds me of well Christopher Hitchens too well he was an alcoholic though and I only say that it takes one to know one you know what I mean I'm in recovery so there but for the grace of God go on. Oh, not grace of God. The grace of uh, Namiho Rengeko. You know what I'm saying? Not God, but there but for grace <laughs> go I. Because he, but this is what Republicans are. It's not, I'm not trying to make, I, I really didn't mean to go and make fun of his looks like that. That's really not a nice, it's not nice. I don't feel good doing that. But, um, He's just ugly on the inside, is the point. And, of course, they are ripping off their, their dupes. The whole thing is a scam. So he, got, he was arrested for, uh, in fact, he was arrested by the, the postal inspectors, which is a pretty classic since the Republicans are attacking the post office. Wait, Steve, let me look this up. Steve Bannon. They're all disgusting. I mean, look at Stephen Miller. These ugly people. These self-loathing, ugly bastards. Ugly on the inside. Because they would be good-looking if, even with all their flaws, if they weren't ugly on the inside. That's the truth. But they ran this scam. But... This thing that's so confusing to me, and that's why Republicans, they they prove me right every day. Well, they prove P.T. Barnum right. Suckers are born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. So they, how many times did we hear Twitler say that who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Who? Mexico is call and response. Mexico, who? Mexico, pay? Mexico, wall, that? I mean, these people have, they, then, then, Steve Bannon, they set up a, 
a a scheme, a con, yet again, another con, just like Twitler's whole run for office was a con. He wa- he really didn't want to win. We know that. He was uh, just as so shocked as we were that he won. And, well, he didn't win. What am I saying? He won despite receiving fewer votes. He's, he was just as shocked as we are how broken this effing system really is. That's all it is. It's a broken-ass system, and Twitler exploited it and rode that the sickness all the way across the finish line, despite receiving fewer votes. And that, ha- that can't be stressed enough. And that's why I say it, because it has to get into the brains of... Everyone needs to continuously be reminded that the Republican Party is an illegitimate party. And they are nothing but a greed-centered death cult. How do you know? Oh, that's being hyperbolic. No, look at what happened in the middle of the pandemic. Where's Mitch McConnell? They went home. And now they're working on another, a, a relief bill that is even more disgusting than the one that they proposed before they left town. Who leaves town when the house is on fire? When 40 million are out of work and we're on the verge of another Republican Great Depression and these monsters leave town? There you go. That's how much they care about you. Well, nothing says care more than, uh, well, I was going to talk about how, uh, <laughs> I don't want to, for those who who are just meeting us for the first time, one of the things that we bring up is that Twitler has allowed pig feces, toenails, and um sexual organs into the food supply for those who eat meat. And yeah, oh no, I must, it's not fake news. Look it up. They removed everyone. They removed every, well, they, they, they lowered the FDA inspectors from six on the slaughter murder line to zero. So now slaughterhouses self-report. And they also, he, he also signed an executive order allowing the slaughterhouses to, um, you know, just allow a little bit more shit into the food supply. But nothing says, I respect you more than here, eat a bowl of shit. That's what Republicans think of you. You're nothing. If they could get away with shoveling shit in, down your throat w- instead of food and they're just kicking your ass out there to work until you drop dead and then they would push your corpse into the soiling, soiling green uh, grinder and it, out you would come as some of the, the next sucker's meal. Um, they would do that. Absolutely. So they go as close as they can. Yeah, well, they don't give them time though. They're not done they've only just begun so steve bannon was arrested charged with fraud in a build the wall campaign you know the build the wall campaign that mexico was supposed to pay for these idiots the same idiots that were going mexico yay who's gonna pay mexico yeah mexico 
these are the same idiots that funded Steve Bannon and all the other grifters' lifestyle because they don't know what happened to the majority, the bulk of the money that they collected. They did. They collected millions of dollars from the suckers. These are the same suckers that wouldn't. They don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves. They want to build a wall. These are the same suckers that are like, I got mine. Let them die. They're the ones that yell, let them die. When confronted with the question, oh, what do you do with someone who has no insurance and they're critically ill? Let them die, they, they scream out. The same ones that yell, let them die, they've got to build a wall. Here, cha-ching, cha-ching, here. They can't get their money out of their pockets fast enough. I mean, it makes me wonder, where were they? Where were these suckers when Twitler was tanking all of his businesses into the ground? How about the Trump Network vitamin scam? Where were they? It only took Twitler two years to tank his multi-level marketing vitamin scam into the ground and leave the suckers holding the bag there. Everybody holds the bag for Twitler. He, well, he walks away. It's unreal. And here we have another example of the fact that the entire Republican ideology, their agenda, everything that they say, do, and promote to the dupes is a scam. As a grift, it's a scam. It is a way for them to funnel more money into the pockets of themselves and their pals, of course. Oh, hello. Manfred Maximus. Cool name. Hello, guys, from Austria. Nice. Tell them in Austria that we're trying over here. We're trying, goddammit. And help. Help. I always, when I speak to somebody who's, I don't, I don't know, Manfred, if you're an American citizen living in Austria or you're an Austrian citizen, but if when I speak to people from other countries, one of the things I say is, um, I'm sorry, we're doing the best we can. We're trying to get rid of Twitler. Not all of us are idiots, but in fact... <laughs> The majority are not idiots because he received fewer votes. So we got to keep. And so and all the entire Republican Party, they are a minority party. They're not they don't uh, even when they win election. I mean, come on. You think of Mitch McConnell, you know, Mitch McConnell and, and the Republicans are always knocking AOC. But her district, which is the district I live in. There's more people in AOC's district than probably in Kentucky as a whole. So shut up, Republicans. They represent a minority of people. So we got the tyranny of the minority coming from the same mother effers who are constantly crying and whining about how everybody's shoving things down their throats, like civilization. You know, this we're shoving things down their throats like health care that they want. They just don't want you to have health care. That's the problem. They don't want 
you and your, and they don't want anybody who has darker pigment having the same health care as them, because otherwise, what will they be? What, what are they going to be if everybody is equal? Because if all things, if everyone is at the same level, at the same starting point, then we will truly see how inadequate they are. The idiots are without their privilege, without their, their own, oh, I got mine. At least they can look down. Because that's really what they are afraid of. Because they want it for them. They like Obamacare for them. They like their pre-existing condition protections for them. They don't want you to have it. They like their unemployment insurance for themselves. They deserve it. In their bizarro world, they earned it. It's everybody else is taking advantage. But, and you know who they mean with darker pigment. The thing that pisses me off so much about Republicans, besides everything else, is that they're so easily played. The, the stupidest, easily played morons continuously being divided and conquered along racial lines by the oldest tricks in the book. My God. So, according to the New York Times, Stephen K. Bannon, President Trump's, well, so-called President Trump's, former advisor and an architect of his 2016 general election campaign, was charged on Thursday with defrauding donors to a private fundraising effort called We Build the Wall, which was intended to bolster one of the president's signature initiatives, erecting a barrier on the Mexican border. Now that's something you can all get around, right, racists? No, not feeding the homeless or feeding the hungry or saving the whales or uh, free mumia. Building a wall. This is what they do with their limited lifespan. You know, we have this blip of time that we all have to share this planet together, share the country, share the same air. And that's how they spend their time. Building a wall. You know, the same ones who love Jesus. You know that. They love Jesus. They love... Uh, well, they love, I don't know what the hell they love. They they pretend to love Jesus. They pretend to love America. What do you love? Building a wall. When I was a stranger, you built a wall. I never heard Jesus say anything like that. Please. With a wounded Air Force veteran and Florida venture capitalist, Mr. Bannon conspired to cheat hundreds of thousands of donors by falsely promising that their money had been set aside exclusively towards building a new section of border wall, according to a federal indictment unsealed in Manhattan. These people, they wouldn't, they, they won't get out of the way and let normal people build a democracy 
that is meant for all, that works for all. They won't, they'll, they'll sit there and poop their diapers and scream in your face without a mask on and, and get their M16s and storm the Capitol. But they're all going to get together and build this, this fictional wall like a bunch of dupes funding. It's really apropos for what we're up against. A bunch of morons triggered by racism, getting their racist funny bones tickled by a bunch of other racists who are greedy and easily exploiting the, the, the low information dupe that is the Republican base. They made, well, let's continue the, the, the article here. Prosecutors say that after siphoning money from the project, Mr. Bannon plowed nearly $1 million into paying off his own personal expenses. Well, there you go, suckers. Like I said, a sucker born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. Mr. Bannon was arrested early Thursday on a $35 million... Wait, uh, yes, he, he was on a yacht, a 150-foot yacht that was off the coast of Connecticut. Working with the Coast Guard, federal postal inspectors, and special agents from the United States offices, um, the United States Attorney's Office boarded the vessel, which belonged to an exiled Chinese businessman. Guo Wengui. I thought we were all supposed to be afraid of China. You know, uh, you know what's so weird? It's not weird. It's typical. Every time you go on YouTube, or I go, I go on YouTube, because I guess because I do this, and I get inundated with political ads. Every time you, anywhere you go online, I'm seeing all these ads of Joe Biden, how he's supposed to be so in bed with China. I don't get it. We're supposed to be afraid. It's, I don't really see this China thing um, having a bang for its buck. They're really, it's really a bunch of hits and misses. I mean, swings and misses because they're trying to get us to be afraid of Joe Biden's relationship with China? When Twitler is the one who is, he touts his relationships with dictators and fellow authoritarian, well, he's a a wannabe authoritarian. How he, even today, when he was in the Oval, well, they were interviewing him because the Iraqi president was there and meeting with Twitler. It's unbelievable when you think about it. I mean, think about that. There is a world leader meeting, a leader of another country meeting with a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man. Okay. Well, who received fewer votes? And he was saying how um, he has such a great relationship with whoever it was he was talking about, another another autocrat. And, like, that means anything. That's why he's a dumb bitch who is easily played. Oh, yeah, we, got a gr- we have a great relationship. He likes me. He loves me long time. He lo- I, I, we get along real great. Like, that has anything to do with anything. They know how stupid 
Twitler is. They know how played he is. All you got to do is flatter him. You don't even have to try hard. Forget the comp- the uh, the intelligence briefing or the compromant. All you got to do is flatter him. That's it. And you're he's he's wrapped around your little finger. God, you Trump anzies, just stop, okay? Trump anzies, shut up. Sit down and let the normal people who are emotionally capable of functioning in the free democratic society that you can only pretend to love, let us take over. Because obviously you're in well above your head, just like your goddamn standard bearer. You're in over your heads. So shut up and sit down. And... Stop flailing over. They remind me of a like a fish out of water flailing around, whining and you know wants to be. It's out of water because well they're out of water because they're out of their league. They're out of their depth. They can't. They're they're incapable. They're incapable of judging a wet t-shirt contest at the Jersey Shore. Yes, you know it because if. There was a wet t-shirt contest going on at the Jersey Shore and Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller and Twitler and all the minions and uh, all of them, uh, Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows, and they were, they were in charge of this wet t-shirt contest. You know it would turn to corruption in an instant. They would be demanding sexual favors and bribes and... Oh, what do you got for me? What can you do for me? They turn that wet t-shirt contest into uh, into an unethical. It would be an unethical wet t-shirt contest. You know that. But that's who they are. They're unfit. They are they couldn't do they couldn't judge a wet t-shirt contest at the Jersey Shore, but you want to give them the nuclear codes? You want to give them the ability to shape this country? Look at what they have done. Know them by their fruits. How many times does do the Republican does the Republican Party have to crash an economy for the American people to understand that they're not working for you? See, it's working fine for the 1%. They don't crash it by accident. They crash it by design. Because they want you nice and desperate and on the balls of your ass and able to be easily exploited. And you're nice and malleable so you don't stand up and say, oh, no, hell no, We're, we won't work in those unsafe working conditions. And you'll take any, um, any, you'll take any salary or any wage, any pittance, they'll trickle on you because you're desperate. And that's the way Republicans like it. They want it that way. If they wanted to have a democratic republic that works for all, they would stop with their trickle-down bullshit. Every time they get their disgusting, greedy fingers around the neck of power, what do they do? They make it worse. They make the rich richer. The working class, the working poor, 
They cut your lifelines. They cut your ability to do anything about what they're doing. So you're going to tell me these are patriots? They love America? They are confused by America. The idiots who vote for them are confused. The ones who are in power, the ones that the idiots are voting for, are they know exactly what they're doing. Steve Bannon knew exactly what he was doing when he set up that wall page to siphon money out of the arms of idiots. Of course they knew what they were doing. They do it, that's the point. It's by, this is the point. It's like the point of Trump Network Vitamins is not to make you a healthy human being. That's why those Trump Network Vitamins were not FDA approved. And it was a scam, just like Trump University and Trump Water and Trump Steaks and Trump, I mean... All of all you got to do read the reviews of Trump steaks. It's people are like this these are unedible. The greasy, disgusting. God help us all. The charges filed days before Mr. Trump was to be nominated for a second term at the Republican National Convention. Mark a stark turn of fortune for Mr. Bannon. Yeah, it's, this must be tough when all of a sudden your crimes are exposed. Well, uh, it's all fake news though, right? That's what we'll hear. They're being picked on again. The poor put upon grifters. If everyone would just leave them alone while they make America great. God, how stupid do people have to be? I can't believe I share the same air with people who will vote for them again. Jesus Christ. How many crimes, how many people have to go to jail? Who, uh... Michael Flynn, George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, Roger Stone, Michael Cohen, Rick Gates, pled guilty. Rick Gates pled guilty, sentenced to 45 days. Everyone's in jail or going there. Papadopoulos served 12 days, which is nothing, of course. Convicted and pled guilty, Paul Manafort. Serving 7.5 years. Steve Bannon indicted. Michael Flynn pled guilty twice to being a traitor. These people are disgusting. One of the charges against Michael Flynn was conspiracy to... What was it? It was uh, something against the United States. Conspiracy against the United States. Yeah, it didn't sound good conspiracy against the United States. And then here's Twitler in the Oval Office. They asked him about what he thinks about Steve Bannon being arrested. He feels so bad. 
I feel very badly. I haven't been dealing with him for a long period of time, as most of the people in this room know. I know nothing about the project other than I didn't like when I read about it. I didn't like Bullshit. it. Respectfully, sir, it's not just Steve Bannon. I, it's- I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like that project. Because, well, how about nobody remembers that we all have national amnesia? I know that that is a thing. We never... It's like every day is the first day that anything ever happened. We never put the dots together. But I've been watching the corporate media all day. I don't hear any of the of the corporate media mouthpieces mentioning the fact that Mexico was supposed to build the wall. Anybody remember? Anybody remember laughter? Stone, it's Michael Flynn, it's Rick Gates, Paul Manafort, Michael Cohen. What's it say about your judgment that these are the kind of people well, who I are have no idea. and the culture of lawlessness yeah. Yeah. Uh, around people? Oh, wait for it, wait there for it. There was great lawlessness in the Obama administration. Oh, it's the whataboutism. There was lawlessness in Obama. Bullshit. You know how many indictments under Obama? Anybody got to get? Wait, wait, wait. Let's do the math. Carry the two, divide by three, square root, zero, zero fucking, in- oh, I'm sorry, I know it's too early, zero indictments, oh, what do you, what does it say about you that you have so many close associates going to prison, indicted, pleading guilty, Whoa, so many... And then here goes the whataboutism. Oh, well, Obama. But Obama. But Obamagate. Obamagate, Obamagate, Obamagate. But Obamagate? Anybody got Obamagate? I'll see you are Obamagate. I'll raise you Obamagate. Obamagate, Obamagate. Anybody? Oh, fake news, fake news, Obamagate. Lawlessness in the Obama administration. They what sp- lawlessness? Zero indictments. Zero. Zero. How many prison sentences? How many conspiracies against the United States? You goddamn traitors, all of you. You're all, if anybody who votes for these scums, they need to be shamed. Oh, no, I need to see more. We have to stop looking at the Republican Party like it is an act- an option for normal people. I'm sorry, it's not. It's crossed the point of no return. And it needs to be completely purged. Jesus Christ in our campaign illegally. Uh, and- Bullshit. That is not what happened. Of course, corporate media, what do they do? Nothing. They just give the con man a platform to spread his lies. You see, nobody breaks in and says, oh, well, uh, we're going to cut away from that now because here goes the lies. Um, but let's fact check the orange goddamn con man. Uh, and if you look at all of the things and all of the scandals, they all of the things and all of the scandals, the zero scandals. What scandal? The tan suit. Remember that? Oh, my God. 
Oh, the humanity. They had tremendous lawlessness, but I know nothing about I was not involved in what the project. What lawlessness? They had tremendous lawlessness. Well, like he said, it's Obamagate. You should know what it is. Obamagate, Obamagate, Obamagate. Help me. Obamagate. Don't look over here. Look over there. Obamagate. The f- I mean, God in heaven, let this end. Oh, my God. Oh, tremendous lawlessness. Where? What? And they let him go and let him spread his lies. They don't, they don't interrupt and, and rectify and correct the record. Obama, not, I mean, they didn't, the corporate media did not go back to the studio and say, of course, the dumb dictator envying con man who received fewer votes was lying to your faces again because Obama had no scandals and zero indictments, not a single indictment in the entire eight years. Oh, he spied on my campaign. No, according to the Republican Senate report that they just released, they had every right to investigate Carter Page because you were all in cahoots with Russian intelligence services that were playing you like the little bitch that you are. Oh, God. Make America great. How can you be great when you're such a tiny little person? You're not even a person. You're a waste of human DNA. That's not great. You're you're a thin-skinned little whiner. I... I don't know. I I never saw anything like it from a child. I never saw children act like that. And if they did, they would be punished and corrected. When the kid, oh, well, Johnny did it. Well, you should see Johnny. What would happen to that kid? They would be corrected. But no, not here in the United States of serfs and lords. We allow that giant goddamn 70-gross-year, useless, wasted-year toddler, overgrown, disgusting, trust-funded, serial bankrupt con man who received fewer votes. We allow that mother, that, that, that porn star paying off serial bankrupt fraud to run ramshackle all over the United States. Uh Uh-oh. I can't get that call right now. Oh, my God. So, um, this is going to be a short show. As I said, if you guys just joined us. Oh, my God. Thank you for your super chats. Shannon, thank you. Thank you, Stephen. And Stephen says, I love cats. Me too. 
And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. So, because I have, um, it's I figured I have some time. Let's do a show. I'm going to try to do as many shows at different times. Do We'll do it at our regular time, but also if I have time during the day, just to try to find new audience. You know, we'll see who's out there. I, and the, keep the old, right? That's why you guys are here. The crowd is, the gang's all here. So that's great. And I really want to thank you for doing that. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. Angel is saying, I like this time. Perfect for listening while getting dinner ready after work. Different times work for different people, especially now that our schedules are so effed. Yes, exactly. So, I don't know. It would be great if we have more patrons. We need about a thousand more patrons. That's the problem. And then we'll have, we'll be able to do the show every day at a set time. So, all right. Because I, I was thinking about what is the show? I remember I wrote this article um, a few years ago. In fact, and it's up on Republican Dirty Tricks, RDT Daily. And I I just want to revisit it. I should probably revamp it and update it for for our for the now because there's more treason to be had. But I wrote this article in 2012, and it's a list of the of the acts of treason that Republicans have committed to. Well, to uh, as an election strategy. So it's that's the title of the article: "Treason: Just Another Republican Election Strategy." Republicans cannot legitimately win elections on the basis of their failed ideology and trickle-down history of crashing the economy twice in a century. Well, now I'll have to update that to three times in a century. So they commit all sorts of offenses against the land they pretend to love, including lying, cheating, and yes, even treason. As we get closer to the November presidential election, how quaint, right? We're talking about Obama's second term. We see their efforts ramping up. You see, Republicans don't care to live in a free nation of laws that reflect the self-governing will of the people and promotes the general welfare. They want to win at any cost. And if the pesky will of the people gets in the way, then they usurp the will of the people. Don't let the made-in-China American flag lapel pins and the teary-eyed renditions of America the Beautiful fool you. They are all part of the ruse to drag us back to the very system we fought a revolution to escape, namely one with a rich own and run everything and everyone else knows their place. Vice President Henry Wallace had their number when he wrote about them in the New York Times, warning about the dangers of American fascism. And he wrote, they claim to be super patriots, but they would destroy every liberty guaranteed by the Constitution. They demand free enterprise, but are the spokesman for monopoly and vested interest. Their final objective toward which all their deceit is directed, is to capture political power 
so that using the power of the state and the power of the market simultaneously, they may keep the common man in eternal subjection. Keeping the common man and woman in eternal subjection is in reality the entire reason for the Republican Party to exist and their tactics to gain power reflect it. Let me assure you that I'm not just calling Republicans treasonous merely to be inflammatory. I am calling them treasonous because that is what they are. Let's look at the facts. Nixon caught in the act of being himself treasonous. To say Republicans aren't above committing treason to obtain power is not just hyperbolic. It is a fact. Republicans have committed treason against this nation, and we have the tapes to prove it. In 1968, President Johnson was in talks with the South Vietnamese to end the war when it came to his attention that Tricky Dick Nixon was undermining these efforts with his own secret dealings. Nixon wanted our foreign enemies to prolong the war because it would aid Nixon in his quest for power, secretly promising them a sweeter deal if they continued to kill American soldiers. Johnson called Republican minority leader Everett Dirksen to tell him that he was aware of Nixon's treason, and he implored Dick, Dick Dirksen to get Nixon to stop, lest he bring this expose of the treasonous bastards, deal, the, the dealings of these treasonous bastards to the American people, in my opinion, something he should have done anyway. And for those who are aware of these tapes, these are all in the public interest. I mean, all in the public, uh, not interest, no, of course they're in the public interest, all in the public record. In fact, they were recently all re-released for some, now that I'm remembering it, not too long ago. And I, wa- I openly wondered why, well, why? What am I talking about? Why the corporate media? Not, none of, no, no, they didn't even devote f- two minutes to it on the corporate media. And if this were a functioning democratic republic, The fact that we had on tape a sitting president telling a Republican Senate minority leader to tell the Republican candidate for president that they had, that the CIA had tapes of him negotiating under, under and behind the back of the sitting president, negotiating with the enemy. And Johnson openly said to Dirksen, this is treason. And Dirksen said, I know. And he said, look, I don't want to get this out into the campaign, but I want you to tell him that we know what he's doing. Tell him to stop. Oh, I don't. I want. I don't want to get this out into the campaign. Johnson said, "This is a problem. Why not? Why wouldn't he? We would be a much better nation if we understood who we're dealing with." He should have let let the American people know that 
the person who was vying to be the president of the United States was committing treason. I don't want to get this out into the campaign. Unbelievable. It's all of these mistakes that these presidents do. They pardon each other. Well, Ford pardoned Nixon. Well, we have to look forward, not behind. Oh, same thing with George W. Bush. What? That's what Obama said. We need to look forward, not behind. So it's okay that all of the crimes against the American people, all of the secret wiretapping of the American people, the torture, the violating of the Geneva Conventions, the invading a country that never attacked us, illegally causing a war, killing more Americans and and others, and other just human beings turning the Middle East into an incubator for terrorists be, based on lies. Oh, but we're going to look forward, right? Not behind, not behind. Nixon promised the American people that he had a secret plan to end, to end the war as he was simultaneously plotting to extend it. Because it was beneficial to him politically, Nixon won the presidency, quote-unquote, and, and the war dragged on into 1975. And thousands more Americans were sent to their cold, early graves. And it breaks my heart. I go, you guys know I ride my bike in a cemetery near my house, Calvary Cemetery, to unbelievable it's one of the oldest cemeteries in in the country and i stopped by the graves of different uh military graves i one one in particular there's a young man oh god why is everybody calling me now There's a young man who lost his life, uh, I think, in 1972 or something. And I thought, and uh, you know what it is, is that people on this on the gray on this particular grave, there's still activity. There's flowers. There's, it's always well kept. So someone is going to this grave, constantly replacing the flowers and putting balloons and flags. It's really heartbreaking. But that is another young person who didn't... And then when I start for myself, when I go through things and I feel, I don't know, when I feel despondent and I get down and depressed... I I got to keep it real. That keeps it real for me. Because that young man, he doesn't have the luxury of a bad day. He didn't have that luxury for many summers until he was sent to die for for what? What good reason? Cuz right now it makes you sick. All of those names on the Vietnam Memorial, those are, those are human beings that didn't get, who knows, they didn't get to grow old. 
I'm sure that young man would have preferred to come home and have the luxury of a bad day. And the way that we allow this to continue, the lies, be the p- people playing with our lives, It's, it's outrageous, and we allow it to continue because of stuff like this. I don't want to put this out into the public. I don't want to get this out into the campaign. That's what Johnson said. When he should have, he should have pulled those covers right off. And there should have been consequences for George W. Bush for lying us into a war that we're still in. There are kids serving in Iraq or now in the service getting ready to do their part for corporate America that weren't even alive on September 11th, 2001. Oh, well, there's always enough money to send people to die for a lie for the next war of corporate aggression. So, as I wrote in 2012, Tom, as Tom Hartman explains, there have been five different presidents since Dwight Eisenhower left office in 1961. Every single one of them have been illegitimate. From, well, five different Republican presidents. From Richard Nixon to George W. Bush. They have all taken the highest office in the land with the help of lies, fraud, and treason, not through the legitimate electoral process so many have given their lives for. Here's another example. Reagan, October surprise. Reagan takes a page from Nixon's treasonous playbook. A Russian government report released in 1993 verifies the fact that Ronald Reagan's presidential campaign interfered with President Jimmy Carter's Iran hostage negotiations. I can't talk. Negotiations. Why can't I say that? Negotiations in 1980 and secretly cut a deal to supply the Iranians with arms on the condition that they held the American hostages until after the election in an attempt to politically damage President Carter. The Russian October Surprise Report reads in part, see, because in Russia they, they, they released this report. The report reads, in Madrid and Paris, the representatives of Ronald Reagan and the Iranian leadership discussed the question of possibly delaying the release of 52 hostages from the staff of the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, taken hostage by Iranian quote-unquote students and members of the Corps of Defense of the Islamic Revolution on November 4, 1979, until after the elections took place in November 1980. In exchange for this, the American representatives promised to supply arms to Iran. This was asserted in particular by a former Israeli intelligence agent, Ari ben Menach, a Jew born in Iran and arrested in 1989 in the U.S. for supplying arms to Iran. 
He was arrested in California on charges of exporting contraband, C1, a, a, uh, a contraband C-130 aircraft from the U.S. to Iran, and who he was imprisoned for 11 months and then freed. According to his calculation, the total value of the arms illegally delivered to Iran reached $82 billion. So, the, the, the treason continues. Now, let's go night, uh, where, where, let's fast forward to the year 2000. Hail to the thief, the Supreme Court coup d'etat of 2000. If there's one thing that aggravates me the most, it's the way our crack fourth estate abdicates its responsibilities as the guardians of democracy and lulls the people to sleep with fairy tales. The most egregious tale being that George W. Bush was a legitimate president. The dreams of our founders died the day the phony small government, quote-unquote, cons on the Supreme Court stopped the state of Florida from counting votes, overrode the will of the people to choose their elected representatives, and installed George W. Bush into the presidency. The five Republican appointees on the Supreme Court ruled that if they didn't stop the vote count in Florida, it would result in irreparable harm to the plaintiff, George W. Bush. Irreparable harm to freedom, representative governance, and the nation be damned. And Tom Hartman writes, on December 12, 2000, the U.S. Supreme Court granted yet another gift to corporate power and hammered yet another nail into the coffin of democracy in America. They did it in a strikingly dramatic fashion by stealing the presidency. In the process, five members of the unelected third branch of government made sure that the, major the majority character and nature probably wouldn't change for long enough time that the court could cast a hugely conservative shadow over the American electoral pro Why can't I talk? The American electoral process, guaranteeing that the people, like themselves and their patrons, wealthy, powerful, and corporate connected, would continue to have a disproportionate impact on future elections. The fact is, whether they, they're in judicial robes or not, Republicans are ideologues whose only mission is to continue to advance themselves and their rich buddies. No Republican, not a single one, enters public office to advance the interests of the nation. They enter office to turn government, uh, turn the government back into the system we fought a revolution to escape, as we talk about here all the time. One where the rich run everything and own everything and everybody else knows their place. Here's another one. Republican election fraud. No, George W. Bush did not win 2004 either. George W. Bush was not a legitimate president, and he was not legally elected either time. How did he win the 2004 election? With the aid of the corrupted electronic voting machines. Until the year 2000, exit polls were an accurate gauge of the election day winners. The accuracy of exit polls all of the sudden changed with the implementation of privately owned, unverifiable electronic voting machines whose 
anomalies, quote unquote, were discovered in all cases to favor Republicans, a phenomenon that became known as redshift. Come on, guys. This is not a coincidence. Every time there is an anomaly in an electronic voting machine, first of all, there should be zero anomalies. If there's an anomaly in an electronic voting machine, they need to get rid of electronic voting machines like they did in Ireland. They used electronic voting machines in Ireland for one election, and they said, no, no, these are not... We can't rely on this. We, these are, they're vulnerable to hacking and attack, and we want to have legitimate elections. They got rid of them. So no, um, until the year 2000, yes, that's what I said, Mike Malloy gave the most succinct and passionate explanation on his Wednesday, November 3rd, 2004 program when he said, the American vote count is controlled by three major corporate players, Diebold, ESNS, and Sequoia, and a fourth, SCIC, Science Application International. All four are hardwired into the Bush's power structure of the, uh, of the Bush crime family. They have been given millions of dollars by the Bush regime to complete a sweeping computerization of voting machines that were just used in the 2004 election. The technology involved had a trial run during the 2002 midterm elections in Georgia. The Georgia, Georgia had diebold machines in every precinct. As a result, a popular Democratic governor and senator were both unseated in an election day upset that the media labeled an amazing 16-point swing. Does anybody remember that? The day of the election, the Democrats were projected to win. And the media, as they always do, they fall right in line. The corporate media, when the, the dirty tricks unfold right before our eyes, the corporate media plays along and they lull people back into a sense of stupor. Oh, well, we can't. This can't be happening here. This only happens in, in corrupt, developing countries, not here in the great United States of serfs and lords. Are we insane? Yes. I think that we're in denial. That's for sure. And this is another reason. This is why. Everybody's looking back on George W. Bush. Oh, he's the lovable buffoon? He wasn't elected legitimately either time. All of their decisions, the abhorrent attacks on the American working class, the funneling money to the top, the attacks on our environment, the illegal wars, the attacks and assaults on our decency, our dignity, our democracy. Well, no harm, no foul, I guess. It's not them, right? Not them going to war. Not them dead in that cold early grave. Psh. 
The mad rush to install unverifiable computers is driven by the Help America Vote Act, signed by Bush, the chief lobbying group pushing for the act while we dumbasses sat out. <laughs> uh, was the... Wait, wait, what, how did I write this? The chief lobbying group pushing for the act while we dumbasses sat out here and thought, that sounds like a good idea was a consortium of arms dealers, including Northrop Grummond, Lockheed Martin. When you hear people saying, take a deep breath, we will pull through this, we need to work harder, we need to organize, no, we will not. It's over. If Unless they, we do something about the Republicans stealing the vote. Another thing, last thing, Republican voter suppression, and which continues all the time. Republicans can't legitimately win elections on the field of ideas, so they make sure to limit access to the voting booth to populations that traditionally vote Democratic. If that's, it, that's not treasonous, I don't know what is. This, as Salon reported, in a recent deposition, former Florida Republican Party chairman Jim Greer, and... Remember, this is an article I wrote in 2012. In a December 2009 meeting with party officials, I was upset because the political consultants and staff were talking about voter suppression and keeping blacks from voting, he said, according to the Tampa Bay Times. He also said party officials discussed how minority outreach programs were not fit for the Republican Party. The comments... That was from uh, reported by the AP. The comments, if true, he is facing felony corrupt charges and has an interest in scorning his party. So, with these these comments, if true, would confirm what critics have long sus long suspected that Florida Governor Rick Scott is currently facing inquiries from the Department of Justice and pressure from civil rights groups over his pur purging of the voter rolls in his state. So, I'm just looking at the time. And, yeah, because i got to wrap it up. There's more. There's many more examples. Republican obstruction. Oh, that's the, the last thing. Let, let me just uh, sum it up. Harming the American people for political gain. As Robert Draper revealed in his book, Do Not Ask What, what Good We Do Inside the U.S. House of Representatives, during a four-hour invitation-only meeting on January 20th, 2009, Republicans who were elected to do the people's work met and literally hatched a plot to sabotage, undermine, and destroy the U.S. economy as a 2012 election strategy. By repeatedly blocking President Obama's every attempt to fix the conservative failures to ensure that he would not be reelected. That's how disgusting they are. Remember when Obama took office, the Republicans, he was handed the near second Republican Great Depression. Now we're on the third. And the, Dem the Republicans. They didn't. They're not interested in making a functioning society or functioning government. Their whole, I their whole agenda 
as we know, in the Obama administration was to stop Obama from doing anything to fix the, the, the failures of the Republican Party. That's who they are. They are a greed-centered death cult. And anybody who doesn't see it, and anybody who votes for them, I know that the Democrats are, are problematic. We got to get rid of the corporate conservative Democrats. But, you know, you can't, you can't deny the fact that when Democrats lose election, they don't think, oh, gee, how can I stop Republicans from voting? They're, that's why they're so frustrating. It's not that I want them to do that. They, they are, many of them are walking around with a sense of denial. And they, because they have these high or um, they, they, they have good intentions, they want to show how government can work and does work for people. They don't, they refuse. Wait, wait. They refuse to take the gloves off and fight these goddamn fascist bastards with everything that we have because our lives do depend on it. As you see, what we're dealing with now, this is not a drill. All of that that came before brought us to today. So we have our work cut out for us. And yeah, guys, I, I, I have to bounce. I got to get out. I got to go. And yes, Andrea on the chat says, Michelle Obama cuddles with George W. Bush. Exactly. What's the point? For real. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you enable... Oh, we are all done. Can't we all get along? That's not the point. Yeah, we can get along. Well, how about can't there ever be justice for war criminals? How many people have to uh, illegitimately be sent to their cold early graves based on a lie? How do you cuddle somebody who did that? It's sickening. And we're all... That's a disgrace, really. We're all in a sense of national denial, for God's sake. Really. All righty. Hey, I just saw we got a new patron during the show, Greg. He writes, love your show, just became a patron, and I'm in Kansas. Go figure. Thank you. See, that's what I mean. I feel bad when I'm like, we should just secede because we have, there are normal people everywhere in Kansas, in Kentucky, in the places where, yeah, there, it must be, I mean, I know for, well, we know Bob Kincaid. He's in Appalachia. Normal people are everywhere. So thank you so much for taking that extra step, Greg, and becoming a patron. Here we go. Oh my God, I look like I look like a ghost. Oh my God, I need a haircut. I need I need a whole I need a body makeover. All right, guys, 
Thank you, Greg, once again for becoming a patron. And everyone should follow Greg. Follow Greg's lead. And go over to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and become a patron. So you guys have been great. We'll see what happens tomorrow. As Trump would say, we'll see what happens, right? I can't even say what we'll see what happens when, you know, because he ruins everything. You can't say, we'll see what happens. You can't say it is what it is. You can't say like nobody's ever seen. Oh, my God. You can't say very, very, very. Oh, my God. Make it stop. All right, my friends. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you all for all your super chats. Again, Shannon, Stephen, and Jim, as always, you're amazing. And maybe we'll see each other tomorrow. I like it. I like getting together with you guys, like as much as I can. I'm not just saying that. I need it for my mental health. Yes, love you too, Terry. Thank you, Andrea and John and Haku and Terry. Who else is here? Jim Sayed. Sayed? Sayed? Is that how you pronounce your name? Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Another super chat. Thank you, Shannon. Mamma mia. Eli and Daniel and Manfred from Austria and Ed and Covert White Rabbit. Nice. And Mark, our millennial correspondent. Richard, yeah. Who else? I don't want to miss anybody. Did I miss? And Angel. I see you. Steven. Richard, yes, 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 yes. You guys are great. I hope I didn't miss anybody. But we'll have another chance very soon. Of course, we'll have our Saturday regularly scheduled get-together at 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. All right, guys, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. This is unapologetic liberal talk for normal people. Oh, my God, here comes Tara Jr. Jr. Come on, say, say goodnight to everybody. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Say hello. Oopsie. Say hello. Say hello. Into the mic right there. No? The cat got your tongue? What do you think? He doesn't like that. This is Tara Jr. Jr. He's my good boy. All right, guys, I, all I got to say is we stick together, we win. And we will win because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of humanity. And we're on the right side of democracy. So we have to keep pushing because we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. This is Tara Jr. Jr. See how good he is? And I will see you very soon. Ah! <laughs>